Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Wow, wow, wow. Well, it's great to be in church. Great to belong to the church family. It's great to have Sharon Corowa back with us today. Sharon hasn't been in church for quite a while because she went through a surgery and uh, with uh, cancer and, and here she is recovering. And Sharon, God's going to restore you to full strength. I just, as we were worshiping, I saw strength just surging into your whole being. God's going to restore you fully in Jesus' name. There are other people here today. Maybe you're visiting. Maybe you haven't been to church for a while or maybe you've been new and coming. But I felt the Lord say, you're home. You need to know this is home. Because it's so easy to to watch podcasts and do all sorts of stuff. There's so many resources today with Bible apps. But you need a spiritual home. And I feel the Lord speaking to some hearts today that your home, just let your heart settle. And just grow and flourish and, and serve and love one another. And as we were singing one of those songs earlier about he came to my rescue, I felt the Lord say, Psalm 61 says, Hear my cry, O Lord. Attend unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I cry unto you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And there's some people you've come today with a a great cry in your heart saying, God, something's got to shift. Something's got to change. Well, he has heard your cry and by faith things are shifting today. They're already moving and things are breaking through over your life, over your family, over your health, over your finances, over those things that are impossible. The Spirit of God says, I've heard your cry and breakthrough is yours in Jesus' name. If that's you, reach up to heaven and receive it right now. Lord, I thank you for that faith. I thank you for the spirit of faith in this house today that there's breakthrough. Lord, there's freedom. There's release. There's transformation. Oh, I thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, just receive by faith. God's right now releasing a vision or a picture for some of you walking into that place of freedom. Walking into that place, that home, that release over your life. Oh God, I thank you for it. I see someone back running on the beach and you've been so ill, you haven't been hardly able to walk, but I see you running down the beach again. God's restoring, restoring your health in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for your grace, your love, your power, your provision, oh, your mercy over our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's give him a shout of praise. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Wow. Give someone a high five and let's take our seats. God bless you. It's great to see you in church. Wow. God is so, so good. Faith and wisdom always work together. I've seen people had incredible faith, but they lacked lots of wisdom and their lives end up up and down and crazy and chaotic. Whereas God wants us to have faith and his wisdom to flow through our lives. So I want to share a message today called Wisdom, the Missing Link. There's so much craziness out there. There's so much strife, confusion, lies, deception, fake news. False values, but we need to have the wisdom of God in our souls and in our hearts. We need wisdom in our relationships. Mate, I've seen families fall apart. And when you sit down and listen to the way they talk to one another, I think, I wouldn't want to be here either. 
We're praying for our family, but they speak crazy stuff and destroy one another. Just lack of wisdom. I've seen people with finances. I'm believing God for a breakthrough. When you start talking to them about what they do with their money and, and the crazy schemes they've invested in and lost all their money, I'm thinking, whoa, you got faith, but you got no wisdom with your finances. And no wonder you're always struggling. I've seen people with their health praying for healing. Then you start to chat to them. They hardly ever sleep. They eat crazy junk food most of the, the time. You wonder why their bodies are falling apart. I say, come on, get some wisdom into your life so that you can live a life of faith and wisdom together. And I could go on and on of the areas that we need to have wisdom in our hearts, in our lives, in our actions, in our workplaces. Oh, no one likes me at work. And then you start to find out the dumb things that they do at the workplace. And no wonder no one likes you at work. Come on, let's, let's be contagious. Let's be hardworking. Let's be servants. Let's not take shortcuts. Let's, let's look to encourage one another and create an atmosphere. Change the culture and atmosphere over your workplace. And then you will see the blessing of God flourish. Many of you have discovered this already. But I reckon there's a great need for God's wisdom in the world today. And sometimes with evangelism, oh, I'm sharing Jesus with everyone. I'm, I cringe sometimes when I see the way they do it. I'm thinking, mate, I'm not sure whether I want to sit and listen to that. God wants us to have passion and zeal, but with wisdom, led by the Spirit of God. What's wisdom? Wisdom is knowing what and when and how to do or say something. It's right thing, right way, right time. That's what wisdom is. God can give you a, a divine prophetic vision and we want to see it happen now. But God says, I've shown you that so you can prepare your life for the next five years and then it's going to happen. Wisdom will be right time, right way and right thing. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants us to have in our hearts. God loves wisdom so much. He wrote a whole book on it, the book of Proverbs. Just about the whole book's about wisdom. It says wisdom is the principal thing. Hunger after it. Run after it. It's greater than every jewel and ruby and diamond and gold. Because once you've got wisdom, everything else will start to come in and through your life. When I was younger, when I was a Christian, I got so stirred. I used to read the book of Proverbs, a chapter every night for years and years. I said, God, give me wisdom. It was the greatest guy. I prayed for God's power. I prayed for anointing. I prayed for compassion. But one of my greatest passions has always been, God, give me wisdom. Otherwise, I'll miss so many of your plans and purposes for our lives. Have a think for a moment. Who's the wisest person you know? Wow, that could be anyone and everyone. I won't get you to write them down or yell them out because that could be embarrassing. But we need to have wisdom. I hope you are one that some people say, hey, you're a wise person. Let's look at James chapter 3, verse 13. It says, who is wise and understanding among you? He asked the question. Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done, in the humility that comes from wisdom. There's no place for pride or arrogance when wisdom is flowing because you realize you're dependent on God and you're loving and serving people. It goes on. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. 
Whoa. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. That's a very powerful verse there. Where you have envy and selfish ambition, you find disorder and every evil practice. When there's strife ruling, it opens the door for every other evil force at work. That's why we have to walk in love, unity, forgiveness. Don't let strife rule because it will open the door for other areas of darkness. Wow. Then it says, verse 17, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Wow, that's when the wisdom from God's heart is flowing. That's the fruit that we're going to see. Look at that list there. Pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Wow, I wish we had a few more people that were demonstrating that in their lives. I look around our church and I see some that are that are ticking those off every day in their relationships and the way they treat others and the way they serve in their with their work and profession in our community and the way they serve one another in church because they've said, God, I just want to live under your blessing and favor and wisdom in our lives. So in... Uh, there's basically three classes of wisdom, according to James 3, 15 and 16. There's human wisdom, there's demonic or devilish wisdom, and there's the wisdom from God from above. Let's unpack this briefly. Human wisdom. The wisdom of this age is the wisdom we acquire through books, experiences, observations, school, university, all those things. Human wisdom's not wrong, but you can't just live out of that alone. This wisdom can be acquired by anyone, whether they have the Holy Spirit or not. Anyone can attend medical school and become a doctor and not necessarily have the Spirit of God in them. You can become a trained pilot and you don't have to necessarily be a Christian. It's great if they are as well. But they're trained. They have human wisdom to do things. And uh, if I'm going to fly in a plane, I'd rather have a pilot who knows what he's doing than a Christian who says, oh, I'll give it a go. (laughs) (laughs) so we go to a doctor or specialist oh yeah I've been sort of reading a few books about it so human wisdom is a gift of God to learn skills but when you mix that with the wisdom of God then you've got a powerful powerful force the nature of this wisdom is clearly explained by its identification often with philosophy and Sometimes, without God, it's God can actually, is tradition, education and logic. The Bible is not logical, but spiritual, because holy men of God wrote it, inspired by the Holy Spirit that came upon them. The understanding of the Bible is not derived from logical reasoning alone, but from the Spirit of the living God revealing it to us. Human wisdom is good, but it's inferior to the other two types of wisdom. Human wisdom operates... That if your sickness, for instance, cannot be cured by medical scripture, then that's the end of your life. Thank God we have a God who's a healer and brings wisdom to change our lifestyle so that we can heal. This type of wisdom is not bad in itself. However, it doesn't give acknowledgement or recognition to God. Its proponents believe that one becomes successful because of their intelligence or smartness. And they also believe that the earth or humans themselves came into being by themselves. 
Bible says the fool has said in his heart there is no God. Second form of wisdom is the Bible in James 3 says it's demonic or it's evil. And uh, that's referred to in Ephesians 6 about the God of this world. The Apostle Paul describes this as the wisdom of the rulers of this age. The rulers of his age, some believe, are the political or governmental leaders. Well, they may not be uh, entirely wrong, however. A critical inquiry in the Bible reveals that the wisdom of the rulers of his age is referring to demonic wisdom. Those of principalities, rulers of darkness in the earth, spiritual wickedness in high places. Any wisdom that suspends the wisdom of God in the spiritual realm is coming from darkness itself. And boy, we see it around us all the time now. So if you're acquiring human wisdom and you realize it's going spiritual, which makes the wisdom of God foolish, then know that you're acquiring wisdom that comes from darkness. Demonic wisdom gives attention to evil manipulations. Such wisdom is acquired, inspired by the prince of the power of the air in this world. Lucifer, or Satan, brings his demonic wisdom. And look at some of the junk that we've been peddled today. Wow, some of you just know there's darkness. Any wisdom, anytime you uh, get to that level, when you want to make sense of everything, then know that you're manifesting wisdom that's not of God and not of natural human reasoning. The wisdom for evolution, where it denied that God is the source, which destroyed accountability to a God, is of the pit of hell. Because it's destroyed accountability to a creator. Same-sex marriage and so many other sexual fluidity and uh, dynamics are from the pit of hell. Because they go even against normal human wisdom of uh, our physical bodies and uh, God's plan. And sometimes you can just see it's darkness. And there's so many other more subtle ones that you need to be aware of. Otherwise, we get the wisdom of the darkness rules and tries to confront and overcome the wisdom from God. And this is a, a criti- I haven't preached on wisdom for a long time, but just this week, God stood me and said, you've got to speak the truth into this because there's a battle going on for our nation, for the earth, and for the, our own hearts and minds, especially for our children and our young people to destroy with demonic darkness. And we need to learn to live with truth. Understanding human wisdom and education is good, but when it moves into a spiritual realm, it's taken, God's not in there, it's bringing destruction. And moving the people away from God's plan and purpose for our lives. So God's there to help us. If you live by demonic wisdom, eternal life is not your portion. Demonic wisdom doesn't give reverence to God. It gives you hope spiritually, but that kind of hope suspends your hope in Christ. It's a false hope. It only helps you to succeed here on earth, but it doesn't have any bearing on eternity. It will help you to build for yourself treasures here on earth, but you will end up separated from God. We need to know the truth that this is what's really going on in our world. But God wants us to have the third one, which is godly wisdom. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit of God. This wisdom is spiritually discerned. 
It is not something that you can derive from going to school or book knowledge or scientific uh, methods. Godly wisdom cannot and does not change and cannot be disproved. In James 3, 16, 17, the Apostle James describes this wisdom as one which seeks peace, not success. It despises, it desires purity, not happiness. It shows itself in willingness to yield to others a sharp contrast to ambitious self-promotion, which is all around us. This wisdom is not corrupted. It is pure and peaceable. It helps you to live a holy life. In conclusion, godly wisdom is what you need as a Christian to succeed here on earth and also to make it to eternity with Jesus. Without Christ, you cannot have godly wisdom. It is him who gives us godly wisdom. Wow, so I've shared all that. Well, how do we get it, you're all saying? Well, here's a few ways we can get and live in godly wisdom. Number one, desire it. Have a desire, not just for information. We are overloaded with information. You can get onto Google and get millions of things. When I had my kidney stones, I got on and started to Google what causes kidney stones. Well, after about 30 minutes on Google, I realized I couldn't eat anything because they all caused it. <laughs> the world's wisdom said everything will cause them. I thought, mate, I'm going to die from starvation. <laughs> and you, you, you get a, a pain in your body, you start going to Dr. Google, and the world can be a very dangerous place when you live by that. But God's wisdom, desire, truth, and wisdom. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The Word of God reveals truth and godly wisdom so we can live our lives and our relationships and our families and everything about us. James 1.5 says, if you, any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Don't, don't go and read another 25 books. You'll get some insight, but wisdom comes from God. Who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Oh, that's good news. So, well, I, don't, I won't ask God because I don't want to appear dumb. Hey, you're better off asking God because you're going to be dumb anyway. So let's ask God, get some help and let's move on. God, help us. It says, ask God and he wants to give it to you. And I've prayed nearly every day of my life, God, give me wisdom. Have I done it all right? No, it's been a learning journey. Have I made mistakes? Yes, I have. And that's one of the other ways we get wisdom is we learn from our mistakes. Second Chronicles 1, 11 and 12, God said to Solomon, who ended up being one of the wisest people on earth, since this is your heart's desire and you have not asked for wealth, possessions or honour, nor for the death of your enemies, and since you have not asked for a long life but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people over whom I have made you king, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given to you. Wow. So he didn't ask what all normal kings, the wisdom of that age was if you would ask for power, influence, the death of all your enemies. That would be what a normal king. He asked God for wisdom and knowledge to govern his people and have discernment. And God says, because you've asked that, you'll get the other as a bonus. Wow, that's a powerful truth, hey? That's how it worked for him. And I will also give you wealth, possessions, honour, such as no king who was before you ever had and after you will have. He became the wealthiest man on the earth. And we have some wealthy people in the world today, but the Bible says none of them even came close to what Solomon had. 
In today's world, he would be worth trillions of dollars value, not just billions, because he put God first. And he was a king and he was in, he was in that position. Doesn't mean by asking God, you'll become a trillionaire, but you'll fulfill what God's called you to do with grace and humility and wisdom. Daniel, he's another one of my favorite Bible characters. Daniel 2.21 says, God changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. Wow. Ask God for a discerning heart, for wisdom, to apply things that we've learnt in the natural in a way that's going to bring about kingdom of God results. That's wisdom. Sometimes you talk with people. Well, you're in a room and there's a lot of discussion and a real difficult thing and, and there's 3,000 opinions and you think, mate, I'll never find an answer. Someone's sitting quietly in the back of the room, waits till all the discussion goes and then they speak up and say, they say about 15 words and all of a sudden everyone says, yeah, that's right. They just spoke wisdom. Didn't go round and round in circles with all the opinions and fears and ideas. They were hearing from God and they just spoke truth and wisdom. And you don't have to be 85 years old to grow that wisdom. God can give it to you. I've seen little kids speak wisdom from God that just blows you away. And you Christians can speak wisdom from God because they just passionately want to honour God. Not try and sort it out themselves. So number one, if you want wisdom, desire it. Number two, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Realise that God's in charge and you're not. Psalm 111.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts, precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Humility and surrendering to God. Yield your mind to him. Some of you have got very intelligent minds. They're a gift of God. Use it for God's kingdom purposes. Create, learn, study. We've got Shane Willard coming on Tuesday night and Wednesday night. He's brilliant. He, he's got a photographic memory, so he, he doesn't need notes to preach from. Once he's read it, read it and studied it, he preaches then out of what God's... A brilliant mind, but he's used it for the kingdom of God. And some of you create and make things and design things. And God's given you gifts. If you surrender them to God, he will multiply their effectiveness. That's how God's kingdom works. And uh, Proverbs 15.33 says, Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord and humility comes before honour. Thirdly, if you want to get wisdom, get to know Jesus because he's full of it. He's full of wisdom. What's the Bible say? Luke 2, 52. And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and in stature and in favour with God and man. Wow. Jesus, the Son of God, but he studied the, the Scriptures, which was the Torah, the Old Testament. He studied them. If you want to be uh, in uh, the Jewish culture, if you want to... Uh, do your bar mitzvah and at 12 you've got to be able to recite the first five books of the Bible word for word. That's just scared a few of you, didn't it? I remember when we were in a youth group, one time someone came up with the great idea to, I don't think it was my idea, was it? Probably was. <laughs> We'd done walkathons and car washes and everything. We thought, let's do a learner psalmathon. So 15 of us took 10 psalms each and we had to learn 10 psalms off. 
and repeat them word for word and you got sponsored for every one that you got right. I was about 14 at the time or 15, I can't remember now. And everyone was saying, who's going to do Psalm 119? So there was a... <laughs> and thankfully we had this really gifted, clever musician who was very smart and he learned them off and he only had to read them a few times and he remembered the whole 100, 176 verses of Psalm 119. But I remembered, as I was a kid, I was learning, I thought, mate, we can do so much more than we think we can. God's given us incredible minds and creativity and memory, and we settle for way less. And we have spiritual intelligence. I spoke on last year how the Holy Spirit can teach us and release information, and, and God wants to flow through us. Don't settle for just what we have. With God, there's wisdom that can astound people, that can bring breakthroughs in families and can bring blessing into workplaces and churches and everything. God help us to have that. Colossians 2.3 says, In Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Not just some, all. So when you walk with Jesus and worship him, because you become like who you worship. The Bible says that in Psalms. It says you become like who you worship. So if you worship Jesus, you'll become more and more like him. How beautiful is that? We're becoming more and more like Christ. And he's full of wisdom and knowledge. Fourthly, if you want to get wisdom, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. Isaiah 11.2, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and mind, the spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Wow. And we sing that song, spirit of wisdom, rest on me. I love it. Every time I sing, I go, yes. So when you... Walk in the Spirit, get filled with the Holy Spirit, speak in that heavenly language, learn to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Guess what? He's going to lead you in wisdom. And often he'll just nudge you and spiritual gifts flow and you'll be in a situation. There's been times I've been in counseling situations or family situations and I'm thinking, oh mate, this story, that story, what's the truth? All of a sudden the Holy Spirit drops something in my heart. It might be a question, it might be a scripture, it might be an insight and all of a sudden you speak that out and everything shifts. The whole atmosphere changes. Peace comes. And sometimes people start to repent and ask for forgiveness. Whereas a moment before it was just chaos. A word of wisdom can break open the most difficult situations because it's the Spirit of God that carries it. 1 Corinthians 12.7 says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for thee, common good so it's not just to show you how spiritual you are if you can prophesy or pray for and see miracles happen it's not about you it's about him and it's about helping others to one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom to another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit the holy spirit mate he knows everything and i've learned a long time ago if i want to minister and help people i need to be plugged into the source of all wisdom and life so every Sunday, every time I'm heading into a situation, I say, Holy Spirit, what are you up to today? What do I need to know? And so often, sometimes within seconds, sometimes within the next 10 or 15 minutes, something will just drop into my heart. It's not always a vision or a switch. Sometimes I'm just chatting to someone. All of a sudden, I think that's what we need to address today as they're talking. Or you walk in a place and you feel an atmosphere of strife and you think, God, I'm just going to declare peace in this place. You do it quietly under your breath and just start speaking. You change the atmosphere of a place by you because you're carrying the spirit of wisdom. Oh, God, many of you learnt to do this. But I want to say, hey, let's do this naturally, not weird. Don't have to jump up and down and say, God's showing me. And I think, oh, 
If you're in a workplace with no Christians there, you will be probably locked up. But like Daniel, he changed three whole world regimes because of what God showed him. Didn't compromise, just found the right way, right time to share the truth. And sometimes you just ask a question out of what the Holy Spirit's showing you and that breaks it all open. You don't have to, have to prophesy or tell them what God's showing you. You just ask a spirit-led question and all of a sudden everything shifts. So the Holy Spirit said, oh, Ephesians 1.17 says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. That's so powerful. It's one of the ways I've learned to walk in the ways of the Holy Spirit is whenever God gives me a revelation on any situation, I might be just chatting and all of a sudden I can see or feel what the real issue is. And then I say, Holy Spirit, what do I do with this? Revelation and wisdom must always, 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 always go together. Just because God shows you something doesn't mean you've got to get up and tell that person straight away. Sometimes it means you just pray for them. Sometimes it means you do share with them. Sometimes it means you go and talk to a pastor or a leader about it for wisdom, what to do with this. And God will show us. We need to say, Lord, give us wisdom what we do with any insights or breakthroughs that you're doing through our lives. And many have learnt this, but I want to re-emphasize it today that we need to cry out for wisdom with revelation. A couple more and we'll wrap it up today. We're obviously not going to finish today, otherwise we'll be here till lunchtime. How else do you get wisdom? The Word of God. That's why we read the Bible. James 1, 8, uh, Joshua 1, 8 says, Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. The Word of God is full of great wisdom. It'll challenge you sometimes. Every time you open it up, you'll see about forgiveness. Holy Spirit, what are you trying to tell me? time to forgive and or grace you need to receive his grace so the word of God number six this is an easy one spend time with wise people and learn from them you want to get wise hang out with wise people if you want to fly with the eagles don't hang out with the turkeys all the time scratch it in the dust that doesn't mean you ignore those people you hang out with them and connect and bring love and hope to people but in your discretionary time make sure there's some of it spent with wise people in conversation when you're chatting over a barbecue say hey i've just observed how god's blessed your business can you share with me a few things that you've learned in wisdom so it can be just in conversation or you hang out with people proverbs 13 20 says walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm here it is Spend time with wise people and you're more likely to grow in wisdom. Deuteronomy 34 verse 9, it says, Now Joshua was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. He was Moses' assistant for 40 years, saw all the miracles, all the challenges, all the murmuring of the people, and Joshua learnt wisdom. And then before Moses died, he anointed him. So here's, here's, I'm going to release all that I've learnt on you. That's the power of passing on. Fathers and mothers, pray blessing on your children. Release what God's got on your life. 
A father and mother's blessing is so powerful. And I've made sure that we've done that with all of our children, either when they've been married or when they're finishing school or something. We've made time to release blessing and favour over their hearts and their lives. Proverbs 13, 10 says, Through pride and presumption come nothing but strife, but skillful and godly wisdom is with those who welcome well-advised counsel. Wow. If God's given you something to do, get some wise counsel about what's the best way to do it. A couple of times I've been passionate about things and I've run off thinking God's in this and then it's just hard work. And then a wise father or mother in a faith say, hey, I've been watching you. You've got a passion for God but you're just lacking wisdom how you're doing it. And the quicker I listened to that, the more fruitful my life became. And uh, that leads us into the last couple, which are not the fun ones. Learn from your mistakes. Or learn from other people's mistakes. Mistakes is easier. (laughs) I'm not going to do it like that. (laughs) So learn from others. But the reality is we're slow learners and we have to learn by our own mistakes. But it's crazy when people never learn. They just keep repeating the same dumb stuff. Learn from your mistakes. And uh, I love this. Be humble and teach. James 4, 6 says, but he gives us more grace. That's why scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Hey, you've got to submit to God. Resist him. Have a humble, teachable heart and God's blessing will take you through every time. No matter what you're facing, humble and teachable. Don't think, well, I've got it all together. No, none of us have got it all together. We're all on a learning. We're all Christians under construction, as one guy says. (laughs) I like that. We're still all under construction. Hey, hopefully as the longer you walk in faith, you're getting wiser and you make better choices, decisions. You can pass on what you learn, but God's there to help us. Proverbs 14.1 says, The wise woman builds her house... But with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. Oh, Marilyn and I have sadly seen some, not just women, some men as well, build something up and then tear it down because of reaction, hurt by your words. You start putting expectations on your kids that are just not realistic. They're your unfulfilled dreams you're trying to pass on to your kids and it just causes chaos and then they want to run away because they don't want to be pressured to be something that they're not God designed to be. And parents, don't do it. Say, God, am I imposing something that's not what you've planned for them? I've seen spiritual leaders sometimes do the dumbest things, trying to make something happen that was a God idea, but they just didn't wait for the time or the way or the wisdom or the team or the resource to get there to make it happen. God, help us. We want to see God move and transform lives and shake our city and it's happening and it will happen. But let's walk with wisdom how we get there because the Spirit of God's help. And the last one, oh, through discipline and training. Oh, I left it to last. I had to build you up to some positives. <laughs> Here we go. And then we'll need a cup after this one. Proverbs 29, 15. To discipline a child produces wisdom. 
but a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child. Wow, I could make some enemies real quick here, but we're only going to not dig too deep on this. But the Bible very, very clearly says that we need to discipline. Now, when the Bible says discipline, correction is one-fourth of what discipline means. You help them realize that, hey, if you keep going on the track, that's going to cause chaos. But then you demonstrate by your life a better way. You train them to show them the benefits of doing it differently. That's all included in discipline. So when we see the word discipline, we just think punishment, a smack or time out or losing privileges. That's one quarter when you look at the Bible of what discipline actually means. That's why people react to it because we haven't understood what it actually really means. It's showing them a better way, explaining the benefits, the rewards and the consequences of inappropriate behaviour or words or actions. That's what it means when it talks about discipline. And I've given you a 30-second summary. Some of you need to dig in and do a bit of study on what does the Bible really say about discipline and what does it mean and help us to live that out better. Have I done that all right? No, I haven't. But boy, I'm getting wiser as I get older. Hopefully I'll make it before I get to heaven. Proverbs 9.8 says, Do not correct a scoffer who foolishly ridicules and takes no responsibility for his error, or he will hate you. Correct a wise man who learns from his error, and he will love you. Wow. Have you ever done that? You tried to help someone, they think, Oh, no, I don't want to talk to you. That's not right. You talk to someone else, say exactly the same thing. And I said, oh, thank you for pointing that out. Thank you for helping me because I've wondered why I just can't break through in that area. Isn't that amazing? The difference of someone who's a scoffer or a fool or someone who is teachable and wanting to grow in wisdom. Wow. Worship team, come on up. I've got some rewards of wisdom, which we might leave till next week and pick it up again next week. There's some great rewards that come. But I just believe the Spirit of God's calling us to have a desire for wisdom. I'll start with that verse I started at the beginning. Finish with this verse. James 1.5 in the CEV says, If any of you needs wisdom, you should ask God and it will be given to you. God is generous and won't correct you for asking. Wow, wow, wow. For some of us, we know what we need to do, but we're just not humble enough to lay it down and do it. Some of us aren't willing to let someone else speak adjustment or mentoring or coaching into our lives. We just push back because no one's going to tell me what to do. Well, let me tell you, that's an unteachable spirit. If you've got that attitude, and sometimes it's developed because you've been hurt, wounded, abused by authority. I understand that, but you can't stay there. You've got to say, Lord, change me and help me surrender and respond to those in authority, in leadership. Lord, help heal my heart and renew my mind so that I respond, not react. Because sometimes we pray, Lord, give me wisdom, and he says, I will, Here's the person you're going to learn from. Oh God, I'd much rather you just speak to me through the Bible and, and give me downloads with prophetic vision. That'll be so much easier. 
He says, I've heard your prayer. Here's the person who's going to help direct you for the next two years to get there. Oh, God, that's too hard. See, we don't determine how God sends the wisdom. We've just got to have our hearts open to listen and grow and learn. And that's being teachable and humble. Wow, I've got some of you thinking now. There's going to be some interesting conversations over a cup of today. Let's stand in His presence. But before we finish today, I just want to pray because I can feel the Holy Spirit really touching lives. Some of you have realized that some of the thinking and attitudes and behavior you've got is not God's wisdom, but you've picked it up from the world or even from darkness that has influenced you. And the Spirit of God says, hey, come on, there's a better way. And just because you've got gray hair or no hair doesn't mean you're wise. You should be. Just because you're young doesn't mean you're unwise. It's a growing response to God. Oh, Lord. Let's just close our eyes and just let His presence, just the spirit of wisdom rest upon us right now. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.